are now tuned in to Sippin' with Sky. What up? It's your boy, Sky. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sippin' with Sky. And today's guest is a young entrepreneur, a hustler, someone who's doing multiple things and uh, really excited to have him here on the show, Jojo Hernandez from Capricio. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's sipping with Sky, so uh, we're going to have to do a little sipping over here. All right. So this beer right here, it's Honest Abe, Mm -hmm. and it's a Mexican lollipop. Cool. Right? And I I know how much of a fan you are from our friends of Exotic Candies. Yes, those are the best. Right? So I had to bring a beer that, you know, since we have so much craft beer (laughs) here at Happy Place Craft Beer, I decided to bring something that would complement your exotic candies. That's awesome. So cheers, brother. Cheers. cheers. Oh, good. That's, that's a great execution right there. It is. It's good. Got that you like that little spice kick at the I end do. too, right? <laughs> it is. I love watermelon. Um, I was always wondering about how you got into into your life as an entrepreneur. How, how, did, how did you even get started into the entrepreneurship world? Because you're so young and you've right. been doing this over for over three years as an owner entrepreneur right. in downtown Ventura. Right. Um, I actually came and worked at a place called DW's Country Cafe. Shout out to them. Okay. The one right off of Victoria. Victoria. Okay. It's, well, it used to be. Right. Now it's a Starbucks. Right. Right. So the lady there. That at the time I was working there before she owned it. And I remember she had walked in and I had told her, Hey, um, she came in, she told me she was interested in buying it, her and a couple partners. And then I had told her, I was like, if you buy this place, I promise I'll help you run it. And I remember like, I don't know, there was just something, this vibe we had, it was a vibe. And I knew like, I could really mix with this person. And at that time, uh, my grandma had died. So it was kind of weird how we were just drawn. And so during that time, I started, they ended up buying the restaurant. They went to escrow. They bought the restaurant. So (laughs) as time progressed, we had to make a lot of changes. You know, you have a new owner. There's a lot of things that come with that. So, you know, we had to figure out what was going to be best for her and how she was going to run her business. And so I literally became her left hand on everything. And it was so weird because I was already so young. I was only 15 and um, I stood by her through everything. Wow. So at 15 years old, 15, most kids are complaining about their Nintendo games and you're over there hustling, working at DW's cafe and end up helping the brand new owner who you just met off of good vibes, that feeling. Isn't it crazy how good vibes and good feelings can make such a big impact and difference? Yeah, it it really does. Like, vibes don't lie. Nope. They don't lie. Like, you know when you can mix with someone, you know when someone's intentions are bad. You just know. You got to just deep down inside tell yourself, what is that vibe is that person giving you? That's, I, I agree with you hundred percent. So you guys have great vibes. Yeah. You're 15 years old and you're basically, you're right there helping right. her in this whole transition right. as she takes right. over the business. Right. So that's how you got involved in the restaurant industry. Right. During that time I started working for her and I remember one day she had asked me like, what are you going to do with yourself? And I was like looking at her like, what does that mean? <laughs> she had told me like, mijo, you got to go to school. So then I thought about it and I was just like, well, I guess, you know, she'd asked me like, what was I going to do after school? Like, what was it that I was going to do? And I really didn't have an answer. So she had told me like, if you go to school, I will help you while you're going to school. So she kind of pushed me to go to school. And at that time, I ended up deciding to get in the medical field. Okay. So I went to a place called TDC. Shout out to TDC. I love them. Um, that's the technology development center that's over there off of Valentine's. Okay, cool. So I went there and then, um, I did my medical assisting license after that I got that done. And then 
I ended up getting my phlebotomy license. Okay. So I did that for a little. So, so for somebody who doesn't know, right? Phlebotomy is you draw blood, but you need a phlebotomist. You need a good one because if not, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for a while, and then um, she had asked me again, like, "Is that all you're gonna do? You're gonna continue on?" So I was like, "Okay." So I started taking my prereqs in college. I ended up getting an associate's degree in science. And this is you did all this while you're working. Working there. Working part time. Yeah. Because DW's was open from six in the morning till two. So from two, I had free life to do whatever else. So she was the one who kept telling me like, go to school, go to school. And I think uh, why she was like that is because I found out as time progressed, like she was kind of raised different and she had a bunch of siblings where she was in charge of them. So she always kept drilling into me that education was important. And it was kind of weird because as time progressed, she became that mother figure, that mother figure that I was missing because both of my parents were in and out of jail. So it was one of those things where she was pushing me. She was pushing me to turn around and go to school. And she kept telling me, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I was just like, okay, you know, and And, and at the time you're going to school, you're hustling. How many hours were you working a week? She made me work every day. So were you working part-time or were you working full-time? I was working, I felt, because it's only from six to two. Yeah. But all those hours add up. They do. You know? So in the beginning, when we first started working together, I was literally there anywhere from six to seven days a week. Well, so you're working full-time. You're working yeah. for over 40 hours yeah. then. Yeah. Wow. So you're working over 40 hours and you're going to school to, to get in the medical field. Right. You know what? So if you're listening or you're watching this and you have excuses that you don't have time, I, I call bullshit because right. if you're able to, as a young adult, like not even adult, like right. a young kid, basically right. going to school and working that many hours, right. shout out to you for doing that because that alone is hard. And, um, and it's awesome for you to have somebody like I'm going to call her Mother Teresa right. because, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All the stuff that she's done for you right. and helped you, just guiding you. That's right. that's amazing, man. And too, you know, going to school, I think when I was in high school and in elementary school, I was a wild child. I was getting into trouble, uh, going to ditching parties. So it was like when I got to the point that I got into college and all that was going on, at that point, it was like my time to focus. And she was that one thing that was helping me like focus on the things that I kind of needed to get done, you know? And so I ended up getting an associates in science and you need your associates and you need um, your science and all that to get into the nursing program. And at that time, VC was packed. So then I heard of this place called um, CTI And I ended up doing the LVN program there. So I got that done. And so then um, during that time, I finished all that stuff. I ended up going to one of the hospitals. And after that was finished, one of the doctors there had said, hey, like, you know, I want to see if maybe you'd want to come work in the practice. I think you would be good with the, you know, patients. So I was like, hmm, what do I have to do? He told me like, you have to get an administrative degree. I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> what does that mean? So he's like, well, you have to have so much time in the medical field to even get the degree. Like we can figure out how to work it out. So I ended up going to Nevada, getting it in Nevada and having transferred from Nevada out here to California. So I ended up beca- um, having an administration degree in medical. So at that time, I started working for the clinics. So now I was working in these clinics. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, and I remember when I got into the medical field, I was very intimidated because of the fact that I was pretty young in the medical field. I don't think I even had hit 21 yet and I was already in it, you know. So it was just like a wow factor. But I never let DWs go. As crazy as it was, Working in the medical field, I will work Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday at DW's. So everybody knew me at DW's. Like they knew that was my weekend job. Like, you know, it was just one of those things like they knew. 
So I was doing both. Like it became home. It never felt like, dang, I got to go to work. I remember one of my friends, her name's Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. She had told me, man, you're going to die there. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? She's like, you might as well be the owner. <laughs> you know, and I started laughing because I didn't want to leave DWs. Now, now question is this, is I, is this how the whole thought process started of maybe one day you owning your own business? No, not quite yet. It wasn't until I met someone in the home health field. Okay. And this lady looked at me and I was helping her out you know, with home health. And then uh, she had told me her name was Naomi. And we were talking about different things. And she had told me like, when are you going to do something for yourself? And it stuck to me. She's like, are you going to work for somebody for the rest of your life? And at that point, it's like, I don't know. I kind of like questioned it. I kind of like questioned it. Like, wow, when am I going to do something for myself? Even though I was so young and I had finished so much already. It's like, should I had so many licenses? Oh, I, you know, I didn't. Right. You, you don't have no space on the wall to, to no, post all so your licenses. No, so I was just like, what? And so then when she said that, I said, you know what? I want to own my own business. So I remember one day I ended up going to Capriccio's and it so happened that the owner of Capriccio's was one of my good clients at DW's. What a small world. So he was one of the loyal customers that would visit me all the time. His name was Noel. I love that guy. And during the process that him and his wife, he or his girlfriend at that time, um, her name was Jody, And they had DWs, I mean, Caprichos. And when I was at Caprichos, I ended up going on a date with someone. And I remember I sat in the front table looking out the window. And I'm just one of those people that when I put my mind to something, I like put my mind to it and I imagine it. And I told myself at that point, I want this place. Even though it wasn't for sale, no one said anything. In my mind, I said, I want this place. I want this place. I want this restaurant. So sitting in that place made me realize is that I want this. I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I want it. And I think a few years had passed. And one day he had came for breakfast and he had told me, Mijo, I'm tired. And I was like, you're tired? Tired of what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Because the guy, he probably had been like 60 something maybe at that time. Yeah. You know, um, he looked young. So I was just like, tired of what? And he's like, I think I'm ready to sell. And then I looked at him, I said, I want it. Wow. And he looked at me, he's like. Just right away. Just, yeah. I want it. I want it. Yeah. And he looked at me, he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I want it. And he's like, well, let me talk to my girlfriend. And I, he's the type of man that's like very macho, macho, you yeah. could say. And he's just like, at the end of the it's going to be mine. But, you know, let me talk to my girlfriend. And I didn't realize how much the girlfriend actually ran the place. She did really much. She kind of really did run the show of everything. And so it was one of those things. So I, she's like the one that runs everything and then he gets all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like me and my wife. My wife does all the stuff that's important and I'm the face of everything. I think yeah, that's I an all marriages. <laughs> so it was one it. of those things like she kind of ran the show, you know. So I was kind of nervous too. Like she was a customer. But even though she was a customer, like we got kind of close. Like we were, it was like weird. Like we just kind of vibed together. All of us, the two couple and me, you know? So I think one day we had it ended up going to, um, one of the restaurants and we sat down and we talked about it and they said they were serious about letting it go. And it was weird because she kind of knew a little bit of, I had told her a little bit of my background and I had told her like, I am one of those people. I know what it is to have everything. And I know what it is to have nothing. And I remember I looked at her. She looked at me and like, we like cried. We cried. Wow. And um, at that point I knew she, she felt my vibe. Yeah. She knew. She, I, she understood. What, yeah. She understood you. Right. And it was weird. So, um. Now I had to face the fact that I had to go and tell Teresa 
<laughs> Mother Teresa, yeah. who pushed you to go to yeah. school. Get, get. That I'm going to quit the medical field to go into the restaurant business. Uh, uh, but I, th- I think everybody wants to know how that went. So I went in there and I told her, Tere. And she's like, yeah. Because her primary language was Spanish. And I, I'm like Spanglish, to be honest. Like, I will talk, start in Spanish and finish in English. <laughs> so it was one of those things I was like, Tere. And she's like, yeah. And I was just like, I'm ready to go on my own. I like try to have like, you know, some big balls at the point. I was just like, <laughs> I'm ready to go on my own. And, and what, how old were you at the time? <sighs> Oh, 30. 31? 30? 30. Around there. Around yeah. 30. Okay. Yeah. Around 31. Around there. So I told her, Tere, I'm ready. She was like, ready for what? I said, I'm ready to go on my own. She was like, what do you mean? And I said, I'm ready to start my own business. She was like, well, where are you going? I said, I'm going to buy Capriccio's. And she looked at me. Explain she, the look on her face. She was like, get out (laughs) i was like what she's like get out and at that point i was like shocked because you know in life you don't always agree with people and i had so much love and respect for her that no matter what she told me even if it was something i didn't want to hear i would never disrespect her in any kind of way so when she told me to get out i was just like okay and then, but it was one of those things that I, I couldn't understood, like, why? Like, why did she react like that, you know? So I just said, okay, and I got my stuff and I left. But we were, we had that kind of relationship, like, mother and son, that I was like, ah, the next day I'll just come in and she'll be over it already. Yeah. So I come in and I was like, Tere? She was like, yes. I said, are you still mad at me? And she was like, no. And then I was just like, okay. And then she's like, so how much are you buying this business for? And I told her 200000 So at that time, she had looked at me and she had said, whatever you buy it for, I'm going to help and give you some money. So then at that point, like, I didn't know what to do. No question. The, the 200000 that's a pretty large sum. Big. I, I have a lot of young family members, uh-huh. males that are in their 30s or in their late 20s that, you know, the, the only thing that they own is that is the jeans that they're wearing. You know what right. I mean? They don't even own the phone because they're still making payments on it. How the hell, as a 30-year-old, were you able to even come up with even a hundred grand? I bought my first house when I was 21 years old. Wow. Smart mother bleeper. Um, I was raised around a lot of hustlers. And one thing that I was always taught that real estate was a big thing. So at that time, if I'm doing my math, you bought it right before it exploded. Right. So, how much equity did you have in your home? Ooh, I when I ended up buying that house, I remember I ended up putting close to one hundred and fifty thousand down. The fact that you put one hundred fifty thousand dollars down when you were twenty one. I saved a lot of money. Good job. I I had customers would leave me $100 tips. Like, I saved it. You saved all your tip money. I did. I was one of those people. You respect, know, bro. You know respect. what I would do to myself? <laughs> this is crazy. That's respect. I would turn around and get my tips and put it in a shoebox and hide it. I would hide it so well that I would forget that it was even there. <laughs> so I remember when I had the opportunity to first buy my house, I didn't realize like when you're buying a house, like what it goes into buying a house. So at that time, I actually couldn't do it by myself. I had to convince my little brother. I turned around and I told my little brother, I said, look, you had your job a long time. I had my job a long time. Let's do this. And I remember at first he was pretty young because we're like three years apart. So, you know, he had been working. Wait a minute. He had his job for a long time. Yeah. You bought your house when you're 21. He was 18 mm, years yeah. at the time and he already had money yeah. saved up. Yeah. Wow. So it was one of those things I told him, bro. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're complaining, like, look, at, listen to this story. The fact that you guys were that young and saving that much money, respect to you guys, man. So it was one of those things I told him, bro, like, 
let's just get this house. You don't have to do anything. I won't make you put anything down if you don't. I just need you to jump on this house. If you help me get this house, if you help me get this house, I promise I will do whatever I can to help you. That's awesome. So then, you know, um, we ended up getting the house. We got one house. Then I waited a few years and then the economy freaking hit the shit when all of the properties had went down. And at that time, I had took equity out of that house to get another house. Ah. And then I ended up renting that house and I ended up saving the money from that house. I was renting it, but I was not acting like I wasn't renting it and just saving it. So I kept saving it, saving it, saving it, saving it. And then um, it got to the point where I ended up paying a lot more down on the house than I ever thought. And so I sold that house. So how much did you end up cashing out on the house? 600 and something thousand. That's amazing, man. Right. I mean, that really shows that the problem is, is a lot of people, they make money. The more money they make, the more money they spend. Right. It felt like the more money you made, the more money you saved. Right. And then you invested. Right. And, and now, now we're going to go back to the point where you're over there getting ready to sign a deal and buying something that brings you so much joy. Right. And you could see it in your food. You could see it in the service. You could see it in your establishment. So before we get into you owning the place, how, like, what was the next step? So we had went through escrow. We went through escrow. At that time, I had this other house that I had to sell. There was a rental house to make the deal happen. So I made the deal happen, but then I got into all this other stuff. So I escrow happened. But what I didn't realize when buying a business, I was like, yeah, I got my own business. This is mine. But then my bubble bursted Mm -hmm. because when my bubble bursted is, yeah, I got this business, but now I got all of these employees and I didn't know (laughs) that I was supposed to put money in the bank for the payroll. I didn't know that you need to give $2,000 for the electricity deposit. I didn't know that you had to put like, there was a lot of things that you don't realize as a business owner, what it is when you're owning a business and how much capital you really need. Oh yeah. It's, it's capital intense. When I I tell anybody who comes to me to ask for advice about a business, whatever you think it's going to take, be ready to have double. If you cannot pull double, be careful. Right. Because a lot of people get swallowed up because a they're, they don't have enough capital. Right. And then they have a good month and they think they're good. Right. They don't save that money as backup. Right. And it's scary. And and it's scary. It and, is. And then then tell us. So you took over the business and then and then when you took over the business, how how well did you guys do over the next say six months to a year after you guys took over? I made a million dollars just in sales. Are you kidding me? In my first year. Congratulations. A million dollars. That's incredible. Wow. I remember when I figured it out, I like cried, but then I didn't realize how much taxes I was going to have to pay. (laughs) I mean, see, those are the tricks of the trade that even today, every day I'm learning. um, A lot of people get upset when they see other entrepreneurs that like, or even Trump did right Right. recently. Like, I mean, with, with the taxes and they say, oh, you know, he didn't pay tax. He didn't do taxes. When I heard that, all I did was I opened, I called, opened up my phone. I started calling people, everybody in the tax industry. I'm like, how can I pay less taxes? What can I do to help my business so I can roll over taxes well, and increase in my business? So every single day, it's always a learning experience on how to, how to do that better. You know what I did different from other people though, when I bought my business? What's up? Teresa, there was a lot that we had learned together. There was a whole mu- so much, but she was a um, sole proprietor and I didn't really understand like what that meant. So I remember I went home and I Googled sole proprietor and then I Googled like what other things do people do in businesses and I learned what an S corporation was. Mm-hmm. So I ended up in reality, you know, people are like, oh, you're the owner of Capriccio's. I'm like, yeah, but in reality, I'm not the owner. The owner of Caprichos is Caprichos. Yep. Caprichos, it's its own corporation. Mm-hmm. I created a corporation out of Caprichos. 
the previous owners before when they owned it, they owned Capriccio's as a sole proprietor as well. But I ended up making it into a corporation. Much better way to save taxes. It is. Huge. Huge. I'm so thankful I did that. Right. <laughs> and at first I didn't know. And like I said, I literally had to Google what I needed to do. So I ended up turning into a corporation because yep. I had no idea what the heck a corporation was. I didn't know I needed a president. I didn't know I needed a vice president. I didn't know I needed a board. Like I didn't understand none of that. And it was one of those things that I remember I had took her, um, Teresa, like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. And she's just like, let's do a corporation. She said to me, you're going to be the test of me to see how this is going to work. And we're going to turn it into a corporation. So I told her, okay, then you're going to, I'm going to be the president and you're going to be my vice president. <laughs> and she looked at me and she's just like, well, your partner's not going to get mad at you. And I said, no, this is between us. This is going to be between us. Like you are helping me with this. I want you to be my vice president. So I was excited to create this corporation. Yeah. You know, and, um, I learned about taxes. Like I said, I hit my, my first year. I hit more than over a million dollars just in sales. Um, I was scared. You know, my accountant was just like, where are all the receipts? Remind you, anybody out there, if you own a business, save your receipts. Because if you ever get audited, you want to make sure you have the proof. So find a place in your house. <laughs> That's another thing in business that I didn't know back then either. Like all that stuff's important. It's very important. And people, a lot of people want to own businesses, but they don't, like I Googled so much stuff and weird stuff because I had so many questions and it was so weird that there were some things I could not find online. Like, where are you going to Google down payment for Edison? <laughs> like, like you don't, that does, it just comes with experience. And yeah. even though I had a mentor, she was still she still wanted me to learn some things on my own. And, and and the thing is this, at the end of the day, is we can only learn, like, before we get started, mm -hmm. we can only learn when we have the questions. Right. But in the beginning, you don't even have the questions. Right. 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 So that's why you get hit with that, right. you know, the down payment, because you didn't expect that. You didn't I, know that was coming. No. Right? So- you know, you're starting a brand new corporation, so you have no history. Right. So they're gonna like, uh-uh, we don't trust you. We don't know you. Right. And you're like way too young to be and you <laughs> owning even gotta, a business. <laughs> you even gotta fight you even gotta pay money for the corporation. That's yep. the crazy yeah. part. Yeah. I mean you gotta pay for the corporation, then you gotta pay somebody to do it yeah. for you, or if you do it yourself. I did you most of it myself, good. believe it or not. You can save a lot of money by I doing did. a lot of stuff by yourself. Legal Zoom. Yeah. Let me tell you, any entrepreneurs out there. Get involved in LegalZoom because LegalZoom literally helped me a lot through a lot of it. I had the accountant after a while go through all my documentations to make sure that I made all of the right decisions. But LegalZoom really did help me out a lot. And it's funny because I've used LegalZoom in the past. Mm -hmm. So I, what I have done in the past is I've done documents and right. stuff through LegalZoom. Right. And I have it all prepared. Right. And then I send it to my attorneys, my real attorneys, right, that right. I pay big bucks for right. right but they can overlook it and make it perfect right and it won't it'll cost right. me less because it's already kind of pre-done right and it just makes sure everything is good right so in the beginning for somebody to get started when you don't have that money right definitely do legal zoom it's amazing there's right. other sources too, other sites but right. legal zoom is, is a great one right there it really is yeah so then at, at, as as we continue you you got into the business you you're you're learning all the he headaches and hiccups <laughs> And um, what what was what would you say was one of the hardest things like from when you started your business? I think the hardest thing is I was more hard on myself because I already had this person that was next to me that was so successful, and I didn't want to let her down. So I think the hardest thing for me in the business at that point was not letting her down. I didn't want to let her down because she believed in me. Yeah, and then I think. What was hard for me is as escrow closed, she ended up dying from cancer. So I ended up losing her in my first couple of months of being an owner. So it's wow. like I had to put on the strong face. I had to be the face of Capriccio's. I had all these employees. You know, at that time I was already married. Like I had all of these things going on in my life. 
And then my best friend had died. It was a really rough time for me during that time. But yet you can't show that to the world. You gotta I can't. keep a smile on. I had to. Because who wants to be around somebody who's not happy and you can't. who's not positive? Anytime you're dealing with customers, like you can't. No. You Anything that happens at home, once you walk in that door, it gots to stay at home. And that was one of the things that I had to because... I'm the type of person that I am very passionate about how I feel and I'm very vocal. Oh yeah, I've heard. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I've heard. Yeah, sometimes people can, you know, how do you say judge it, but with me it's two ways. It's either you're going to love me or you're going to hate me, but you're going to love me at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I think the thing is, is I've gotten to know you, you know, through Diego, right? Right, which right. is one of my best friends. Shout out to Diego, yeah, love, love that, that guy. Um, so I got to know you through him. Um, so I've heard about you for a long time. Then I got to meet you. You right. came over that one night. We all had some drinks. <laughs> we had a good old time. You know, one thing that sits to me that I will never forget is I brought you out my um, logo. And I told you more or less where I was coming from. And you, I looked at me and you said to me, it's kind of like gangsterish, you know? And I was just like, yeah, but I like it. And then you're just like, well, let's ask my wife. <laughs> and your wife looked at it and she turned around and she says, no, I think it's going to go with this restaurant. And then you looked at me and you're like, okay, well then don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? The thing is, is I'm, I'm, I'm open to share my opinion. Right. But you're like me. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that my opinion is the right opinion. Right. And at the end of the day is, is it's, it's about what everybody thinks. But believe it or not from that for that day forward, I said, oh, I can, I can mix with this guy because I would rather have someone tell me the truth. And it be not something I really don't want to hear, but if it's going to help me and you're going to tell me the truth, I would rather hear that than to tell me a lie. Because a lie is never going to help me with nothing. And I'm one of those people, I tell this to my employees all the time. If you mess up, I don't care what it is. If it's with the customer, if it's what it is, you better come to me first. Don't let me catch you in a lie. Because that right there for me is a big thing. Yep. Don't do it. Yeah, you lose trust. I do. And that's anybody. I mean, you lose trust. And right. you losing trust is, it's hard. Right. I mean, it takes it takes way too long to recover from that right. versus recovering from just a fuck up. Right. Someone fucks up, no right. big deal. I mean, well, next time we'll let's not do it. Right. Versus lying. You did that on purpose to hide something. Right. So, no, man. Um, so, I, 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 I want to take a step back to what we are talking about a few minutes ago. And... Um, and how, how passionate you are and how vocal you are. <laughs> so you've had a little bit of, of, of a run in um, with with the county, with everything going on and city and a lot of people. Um, and, and I understand how passionate you are. And, and, and now I truly understand where your love for the business comes from. Right. Right. And it's it's so deep. It's natural. And it's it's natural. And it's like it's almost like it's your child. It is. And, and, and you're protecting it. Right. And and in that process, you're just like anybody who's in my way, I'm swinging at everybody. Right. Right. It's like your child. If, right. if somebody came at my son, I'm going to swing at oh, everybody. Best believe. I don't care who you are. I'm not even going <laughs> to think who I'm talking right. to. I'm not even going to think about like, does it make sense for me to say it to this person? Right. Because right now that person is attacking me. Right. And, and I, I know you've had some run-ins and you've said some things to a lot of people. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel this is a good time for you to maybe, you know, us to talk about it and kind of, you know, let, let our listeners know and, and your followers know as well. And, and the mic's in, you know, on you. So I, I, I want you to kind of share what you learned in that experience and, and how you feel about a lot of the stuff that happened. Well, I kind of feel like working in the healthcare field, there was a lot of things that I seen. And I felt like my fellow peers, which are other restaurant owners, we were all in a really bad situation. We're all in a really bad situation. And people don't understand, like, you know, having rent in your home and having rent in a business, it's a big difference. It's a large big difference. You know, and being downtown, I pay a lot of money to be there. And it's one of those things that, like, when I was talking to my fellow peers 
They were telling me their concerns. There were some people that were saying they didn't know if they can make it through this. Um, there were some people saying, where do we go from here? Like I felt for them. And the way I kind of felt for a while there was like, I'm young. Even if I were to lose this, I know what I had to do to get it. And I'll just have to start over. But what about all those people that have wasted their time, all this time and energy, like owning a restaurant is so hard. Like you said, it's like a baby. Like even in my marriage, it's hard because I can be there all day, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the person that's with you wants to be there all day, you know, and I, I don't care what time I go home, but the person I'm with does. So it's hard trying to balance that out. So when I was seeing them come to me about certain issues, I was feeling them, you know, and then working in the medical field, there was just some things to me about how this whole COVID thing played out. Did not make sense? Okay. One of the biggest things that didn't make sense is that was there when they decided to close down the restaurants, when Gavin Newsom decided to do this, where was the scientific proof that the restaurants were the responsibility? For? I, I, I agree with you 100%. There was no scientific proof. And at the end of the day is the other thing that gets me is the moment the restaurants were closed, I believe that we got more COVID fatigue, right? Where- we felt like we were we were entrapped and we right. were in jail, right? And I saw that within my peers and within my customers, right? Right, because I follow back a lot of my customers and we have a great relationship. And I started seeing all of a sudden the moment restaurants closed, those same people that weren't partying or getting in large gatherings, all of a sudden started having large gatherings at their house, house. because they said, "Fuck this! I'm gonna party! I'm gonna rage! I'm over it!" Well, how do you think I felt? That we had a holiday and during that holiday, I had to go orders for 16 people to feed. What was the difference? What was the difference? And the thing for me is like, it's not like I'm not, I wasn't asking for them to open the inside of the restaurant. What I was asking for when I decided to give my opinion and make up this little pot I stirred. <laughs> the uh, little pot. <laughs> um, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll say was, little pot. Okay. It was one of those things like all I was asking for was the outside dining. There's air circulating. There's not like, you know, I made sure that the tables were six feet apart, you know, and like I said, the biggest thing for me with that was that's all I was asking for. I was not asking that just for myself, but for these other restaurant owners because we pay a lot of money in rent. It is hard. Like it was hard to see them suffer. It was hard to see myself suffering. It was hard for me to look my staff in the face and tell them I can't keep you or I can't do these many hours. And to be honest, and I'm, I hope I don't get any of that backlash for this, but I guess I'll say it. You know, some of the rest, some of the people that do work in the restaurant, some of them are here on a working visa. Some are not. Some of them don't have that privilege to get the unemployment. So, and like, so me knowing that in a lot of these restaurants industry, it's like that. And for me knowing that, knowing that they're not going to have any other income, anyone, no unemployment, nothing, going nothing on. like that hurt me. No matter what it is, it hurt me. Because the way I felt about it is like, yes, I I still have a nursing job. I can still go do that. But it wasn't about me at that moment. It was about my people that work for me. It was about my peers. So at that time, I had told my partner, I was just like, I want to make my point across and I don't know how. And he said to me, like, what do you mean? I said, I don't know how. These are, I wrote down everything on how I felt. And the key things of what I wanted to cover. And I had him look at it. And I said, I need you to make questions. I want you to make questions. And, but I want these questions to only happen in a certain amount of time because you're going to lose the attention of the people. But I need to figure this out. So I had told him like how, when my fellow peers were telling me, Jojo, we need to fight back. I was like thinking to myself, yes, we do need to fight back. Oh, you're the last uh, person you need yeah. to get riled up. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? They want to go to battle. I'm going to go to battle with them. But then I also seen and I felt disloyal to my medical field family. 
because of the fact, to be honest, when COVID started and I had to do to goes, I had a lot of my loyal customers and a lot of the medical field helped me. I had this one lady from Vitas Hospice, shout out to Vitas. Um, she was a rep. She made sure that no matter what luncheon she was going to do, like what people don't realize is in the healthcare field, you got nursing week. And when I mean nursing week, that means that the representatives for different companies will come out and buy food for the companies, but for the nurses, it's strictly for the nurses. She made sure, this lady made sure that she ordered from Capriccio's because she knew that I was involved. CMH knew I was involved and they ordered things from me. There were people from St. John's that ordered from me. Shout out to all the nursing homes in Ventura County because Shoreline Care Center, Oxnard Manor, um, Santa Paula, all those nursing homes, some of them couldn't have their Christmas party there this year, but they ordered for me to do their to-go's. I have one girl named Christina. She's the um, rep for Santa Paula. She ordered Christmas dinner for her entire staff. I think that was like 65 people. You know, so it was one of those things that when I had my colleagues on one shoulder and my staff, and then I had the medical family on another telling me we need to fight back. So I felt like I was being disloyal. So it didn't matter what side you were on. You're going to be disloyal to somebody. To somebody, right. That's and I, a really tough situation to it be in. It was. It was so tough. It was so bad for me that I wasn't sleeping at night. And I was so worried. I was so worried. And then um, one of the people in the healthcare field turned around and told me that she respected me. She loved me. And she told me that whatever I wanted to do for my business, she understood. So at that point, it was like, I was like in shock. I didn't know what to do. I even felt more guilty. It didn't make me feel any more better. It made me feel more guilty. So I said to my partner, you know what? Like, I have to speak to the following. Because at the end of the day, if I don't speak to these customers and remind you people out there that want to be entrepreneurs, if you are not good to your customers, you have nothing. You have to make sure that you're going to be good to those people. Because in reality, those people are what own your business. It's not just you alone. So I had told him like, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's make these key factors. Let's make it fast. Let's point it out. And so then we put it out there. I think when the live went, I had 5,000 viewers as it was going and I was so nervous. And at the end of my video, I got so emotional. I didn't want to. That wasn't my goal, but I couldn't help it anymore. I am that type of person that when I feel passionate about something, I will get that emotional as much as I try to hide I've, it. I've, I've seen glimpses of it and I've heard of it. Yeah. And so I will get there. So I got there and it was one of those things where I was hearing back that, you know, maybe I was trying to point fingers. I wasn't trying to point fingers at anybody. What I was trying to say was I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where to go with it. I was confused about how much the city was helping everyone, how much Governor Newsom made the decision. Like there were so many things. So I really didn't know where to go with it. I didn't. So when people start, the VC reporter had reached out to me and asked like, did you want to give a statement? I ended up giving the statement. I don't know if it was a statement that could have helped, but I gave it. And it was just one of those things that I was just pointing out there that I felt as an owner that we needed to hear more from our city council to just for them to know that we kind of needed them. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt. It's like, I felt like at that moment we kind of needed them. And I, I totally agree and understand where you're coming from. And I try to look at it from everyone's perspective right now even city council, right. They're dealing with this pandemic that they don't even right. understand. It's hard for all of them to be as efficient as they used to right. be because half of them are all working from home. Right. So you're not collaborating together in a building. Right. right? But at the end of the day is, is when we're having an issue, like if my business was shut down, right? right. My business wasn't right. right. And I'm thankful that it wasn't, right. but if my, my business was like, I, I wouldn't even, I would have so many clouds over my head that I wouldn't even know 
what to do, who to talk to. I'd be just so upset. So I understand that you were upset. Right. And, and I also appreciate the fact that you're coming to the understanding that, hey, you know what? You said some things. Right. Now you understand that when you break it down, that, hey, maybe, you know, if, if you went back, you would right. do it differently. Right. Right. And, and that's respect. Like, you know, for somebody to to understand that, hey, you know what? I may have done it wrong. Right. But at the end of the day, is, is you love what you do. Right. You're passionate about your business. Right. And, and you don't want to see any of your employees not to have money to feed their right. family, especially in the biggest time of need right. when it's holidays. Well, imagine Christmas. Exactly. I was supposed to let everyone go. And I still ended up deciding to keep half of my staff. Financially, I was sinking. I know. It was one of those things that I have never... Me being the type of person that likes to save the way that I would save and me seeing myself sink, it was scary. I've never been in this position. I feel that it was very humbling. I understand now. Um, I'm not angry about anything, to be honest. Someone had told me, oh, you guys are able to open. I'm still mad that you you can't open inside. And you know, all I turned around and told him, I said, I know that it's cold. But all I'm going to do is try to give these people the best food that I can and try to make them feel as comfortable as I can. And I'm just glad I'm able to have something. Hey, talking about being cold, I, I walked by your place earlier today. Uh -huh. I saw you pack your whole place up with like, heat, heaters. <laughs> I did. So shout out to you for, for coming up with the, you have a problem, you're coming with solutions. I have to. I like as a that. business you owner, have you have no choice. Yep. And let me tell you. Home Depot ran out of those heaters. I went a long time. I went to Lowe's. I went to the one, you know, Oxnard. I even drove out towards Magic Mountain to figure out all this. Because I'm just one of those people that if I'm put in a situation, I can't sit around and wait for someone else to fix it. Honestly, if I'm in a war, I want you on my team, man. Thank you. I, 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 I love your, your passion, how much you care. And, uh, and, and, and I understand you, you, you are a little bit of a hothead I am. and I, I've noticed that about you. And, and when I, when I heard about a lot of stuff going on, I was like, I, I really, that's why I reached out to you and I was like, I really want you on the show. So, so we can really talk about right. what's really going on. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. sometimes when we say things or we're upset, right. We, we can be like, pe people don't really understand what's going on. Right. You know, and, and as business owners, right. We understand we're on one side. We understand. Right. And both you and I agree. This is real. Right. We're not over here saying, no, we don't believe oh, in no. masks. We don't believe right. in this. No, we right. believe we need this. This is what we need. We need right. to do all the precautions we can. Right. I mean, like all the. And what people don't realize is like, okay. One of the biggest things too about restaurants is, is that, and my, okay. Cause I know that I did get eaten up alive. Uh, on certain things with certain nurses that didn't agree with what I had put out in my video. And that's fine. You know, everyone has their opinion. And uh, to be honest, you can have your opinion. I'm okay with that. But you also need to respect the fact that I have mine, just like I'm going to respect yours. Yeah, now, the thing about a lot of opinions, right? The thing that people have to understand is a lot of people that have the opinion that, oh, why are they opening right now? So a lot of people say, why are they opening right now? Even right now, I see it on social right. media. I see it on a lot of stuff, right? The thing is, this is what I tell everybody before you post or say any comment, why don't you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, right. right? That's what I like to do. So before I say anything, right, my filter is who is this person? Let me become this person and think how this person is dealing with the situation. Right. A lot of people that don't have a business that are making good money sitting at home <laughs> behind a computer, right? Working from home, making the same amount of money, nothing's changed in life. They want everybody else right. to shut down, but are they willing to give up their livelihood? Right. Probably well, I not. Had, I had one lady who, she didn't agree with my video. So instead of commenting on my- I'll be honest with you. I didn't agree with your uh -huh. video. Okay. Right? right? Okay. I underst but I understood you. Right. I didn't agree with you. Right. I disagreed with a lot of things, okay. but I understood it. And there's, there's, I think, I think I agreed with what you were trying to say, mm -hmm. not what you actually said. Got it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Like I said, you have your opinion. I have mine. And I totally get that part. So I had one lady who did not agree with the video. During that process, instead of commenting on there, which when I did my video, I left an open end thing at the end to give 
the opportunity for people, no matter if you were my customer or you were in the community, to give your opinion on it. And I was not going to bash you for it. There are other owners that I can say I've seen them bash people for saying that they don't like their food. I'm the type of person, if you didn't like something, tell me why you didn't like it. Yeah. What is it that you didn't like? So that I can turn around and do something to fix it or try to fix it. Okay? And, and, and don't bash somebody's food because you didn't like right. what they said. That's not fair either. Right. You know what I mean? Because I feel a lot of people will do that. They'll bash somebody somewhere else when they didn't deal, right. when they didn't like what their point of view was. So what this person did is they actually went on Yelp. Okay. And they left a long review. But they mm. didn't just leave a review for me. They left a review for Casabella, Nick the Greek. Like this lady just went off. I read the review and I read it about three times. And then I thought to myself, I'm not going to respond. I'm just not going to do it. I didn't agree with what she put on there, but I understood where her concerns were and I accepted it. Yeah. And that was it. And the crazy part is, is you come from somebody who's concerned because you're right. in the medical field. Right. A lot of people don't even know that right. about you. Right. And that's right? true. They don't understand. Not only are you, you're one of our first line of defenses right. to this. And at the same time, you, you're, you have your own business. But not just me, like my partners in the medical field, he works for one of the hospitals. My niece right now works for one of the hospitals. She's in one of the main hospitals. And, you know, the other day she had came home crying and she had told me like someone had passed. And the crazy part, she became a nurse in the middle of this pandemic and they hired her. Wow. And someone had passed and she's just like, do you think? And I said, don't question yourself. You are a great nurse. You passed with honors. You did all of that. You are doing something a lot of people wouldn't do. You're putting your life at risk. Don't come to me to ask me if you think that you did, you could have did anything different. I said, when I worked the ER, I totally questioned myself too. So I understand where you're coming from, but you don't need that right now. That is not what you need. Don't do that to yourself. Because in this kind of field, they depend on us. Understand that the doctors see them, but we are the ears, the eyes for the doctors. Yeah. Some of the people don't understand that. If we don't turn around and thoroughly relate what is going on with the patient, Sometimes the doctors don't see it all. And that's what people don't understand. So when this lady left the review that she left it, all I did was take from that. And she, at the end of her review, she turned around and told me, F me and my entire family. Wow. That's what she said. And at that point, you know, I just thought. To that's me, just inappropriate. It is inappropriate. That's beyond inappropriate. But at that point, what could I do about it? Honestly, I'm happy that you didn't respond to it. I didn't. You, know, you had to become the bigger person because I, that's just, I mean. Working in the medical wow. field, you learn that. You learn working in this field, it is a hard field to work in because people come to you when they're ill. And when you got a good nurse, that nurse got to understand that they're coming to you with a problem. It could be a pain issue. It could be anything. But if you don't have any kind of remorse and understanding what is the truth, what is manipulation, and what is really deeply going on, you can't help that person. So you have to learn to get those senses, senses of how to understand and relate to people. And that's what being a nurse is about. You have to. If you don't have that, that field is not for you. And it was just one of those things that that's what I've learned over the years. So at that point, when I saw that review, I had to understand that she's coming from a scared place. I had to understand that she had her point of view and I had to give it to her. And I had to understand that this is how she's feeling. And believe me, being a hothead, it took me a long time to get there. But that's what I had to understand. And I had to understand that putting this video out, I didn't know if everyone was going to agree with me. Like you're another person who said you didn't agree with it. No, and, no I agree with most of it. Right. But but I, there's a lot of stuff in it that I, I understood and right. I felt like, I'll be honest with you. To me, the fact that restaurants weren't open for mm -hmm. outdoor seating, to this day, I think it was bullshit. Right. Right. I, and and to me, I'm, I look at what Gavin Newsom did and I don't agree with it. I just think with him alone, he didn't let the professionals do their job. I agree. How can, it's like. I mean, at the same time, right? On one side, here in California, Gab Newsom, they, he made a decision without having medical, like 
with scientific studies. And on the other side, we had our president, who Trump, who did it without using his medical advice, saying what they should have done, like wearing masks. Like We need to use our medical staff and our medical expertise on making smart decisions. And I think a lot of different leadership that was out here, whether our president, whether state of California governor, they they dropped the ball. They did. Because at the end of the day is, is... that I think the closures of restaurants actually increased problems. It did because people were partying at home. Oh man, I never saw that many people partying until I saw the restaurants close. Exactly. The moment they closed, within one week, not the first week, the second week. Oh my God! I because I, I follow a lot of, like I said, a lot mm-hmm. of my customers are my friends, and we talk all the time. And I just saw like parties of 30, 40, 50 people, a band playing, right. a ba- a seven person band right. playing for a family. Of 20 with friends. And that's what I was going to point out earlier. What people don't realize about restaurants, okay? I'm just saying what I know as experience. As restaurant owners, like, we have to go through this thorough detail with the health department about sanitation, uh, about the way food needs to be prepared, about how food needs to be stocked in the refrigerators, about just, it's like, man, it's so much reading. And we have to pay a certain amount of money to even go to a class every, I don't know, I think it's like, it's a yearly thing, you know, for the certificate to be renewed. Like, it's a lot. And people don't realize, like, these health department, they're hard on us. And I don't blame them. They want to make sure that the people are Your standard is a lot higher than somebody at their house cooking for friends and family. Exactly. Or even being out in the stores. Yeah. Like, you know, um... I saw this one celebrity who did this video and he turned around and had said something like, how do you know that, you know, these random people that are coming into our house for a party, they didn't go turn around and kiss someone that was positive of COVID. We already passed at that point. Or how do you know that they're not walking into Walmart, Target, you know, all those things like people go in these stores and they touch everything. Yeah. Everything. They touch everything. I, I can tell you, I was in so many stores that I seen people, oh, I don't want this anymore. So what happens? That person gets yeah. it. The other person gets it. The other person gets it Where before it goes back. So all these people already touched it. They already touched it. And what they don't realize is in restaurants, we have all these procedures we have to abide by. Like when COVID started, like I'll give a shout out to the health department because you know what? When COVID started, They gave us a list of things that we needed to do, okay? Not only did we get a list, the health department person came out with the dang tape measure and made sure, like, this was this apart. Like, there's so much that a restaurant has to go through just to stay in business. And I'll be honest, I walked through Costco, went to Sam's Club once, and I never walked back Mm -mm. in during, like, that craziness going on, and there were people that were... It felt like the 405 at four o'clock. You know what I mean? At five o'clock, six o'clock. Like it was so packed and you're just like, people are pushing each other to get fucking tissue paper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all this going on and then you're like, and the thing is, is like, I I go to Fluid State a lot. I Mm -hmm. go to El Rey a lot because mom and pop's tacos. And every time I went, they were always social distancing. Anybody got up, they, they, staff went over and right. forced wearing a mask right and and that was great so right. like i felt safe at the restaurants and then right. when they took that away i'm not gonna lie um i started hanging out with a not, not a huge group of people but i have a small group of people right. i hang out regularly right? right it's like six of us so now it's like hey i hang out with other people outside of my household six of us because i need to right right I need to socialize. Right. We're human beings. Right. You know, I went through a depression this year, just last year, because not because financial, not because of my relationship, but because I was away from people. Right. And the other problem that people don't talk about is how much mental health problems are happening now with with little kids to adults. Right. I just heard recently there was a nine-year-old kid that was wanted to commit suicide. Right. And I was I I almost came to tears. Like, oh my God, because a lot of this stuff going on is just too much for people to deal with. It is. We're all dealing with something. We have no idea what the hell this thing is. Right. Still to this day. Right. It, they're trying to act like everyone knows everything. Right. We don't. Right. But at the end of the day, we have to realize we're all human beings and and we need to be able to 
And that's why, too, like on social media, there are times that I would post things or videos and I would have to go back on my story and clarify. I never said that COVID wasn't real. I even have, you know, one of the restaurant tours that I know she actually lost her grandma and she was crying with me on the phone when it all happened. She had told me when she got diagnosed, um, she had told me, okay, what does hospice mean? I had to explain all of that to her. And then a few days, you know, the grandma died and then the grandpa died. So it's one of those things like I even seen them going through it. And I, you know, my biggest thing was I wasn't saying that none of this is real. It's real. But what I was saying when it came to the restaurant, to me, there was just no scientific proof to show that the restaurants were to blame. And that's what happened at one point. It felt like the restaurants were to blame, but it did not make any sense how. I I, I agree, but it's. It, it just it was a really bad situation for for everybody right including yourself right. including us consumers at your restaurant um and uh, also to a lot of the the people in the local jurisdiction the local you know you know whether it's city council whether it's the mayor whether it's everybody right. they're stuck in a position where they're over here abiding by these rules that are set sent to right. them that they need to do and whether they agree with them or not, it's their job. Right. And now all of a sudden they become the bad guy right. because who else are we going to blame? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's really difficult for all of us as we're all experiencing right. all this craziness. It's a learning process. It is. I mean, it's the first time this has ever happened in our life. Right. It was a shock to everybody. You know what? I'm, I'm excited. You guys finally are opened up. We are finally opened up. Um, you know, I did a post the other day, uh, yesterday or the night before, before I went to bed, because there was so much going on in my mind. You know, I just wanted all to thank all my customers because without them, I wouldn't have anything without their support coming to do the to go orders, you know, just everything. Some of them were really generous to the waitresses, you know, because they knew that some of them weren't working their full hours. And, you know, I just wanted to thank them, thank them for everything that they helped me with. Thank, thank them that they helped me get this far. Because to be honest, it got to a point where I was thinking to myself, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. How much longer am I going to keep doing this mentally? mentally, financially. Exhausting. Exhausting. And that's where I was already getting to that point that I was just tired. It wasn't anything else. It was me individually. I was tired. For the first time, I was ready to say I'm tired. And I'm I'm always hyper ready to go. And, you know, it got to that point where I was tired. And, you know, I wanted to remind them that with us opening, I was going to try to do everything that I can to keep them safe, to understand that I want to follow the protocols, to understand that I understand that this is real. And for them to understand that if their family comes to me, I'm going to try my best. And being a nurse, I understand how important this is. But I want them to know that it's important. I want them to hear it from me that it's important. And that was one of the biggest things of why I wanted to come on here to talk to you about it was because I felt like it was really time for me to say my part. Because obviously, when I did my video, I did my video. I don't remember. I mean, you were a, a lot of it. You're venting. Right. You know, and it's like you didn't expect to have sure. what 5,000. Well, how many people did you say were on it? 5,000. 5,000 people on your live. Right. How many people shared it? Right. How many people saved it? Saw right. it, watched it over and over again. So, I mean, you had a big audience and in in a moment, that's sometimes that's something that it's a venting that happens with a friend or believe it or not. My brother said that he watched the video and another business I own that a lot of people don't know. Okay. I got the medical field. I got the restaurant. Um, We all, I own a business with my brother and my brother was ranked first in state, second in nation for get going freestyle wrestling. And we own the way of martial the way of oriental martial art out in Carpinteria. Oh, cool, man. Remember that promise I told you in the beginning of the yeah, story? Yeah. Well, my brother had came to me. I already had the restaurant and he had told me, bro. And I said, yeah, he says, I want to open my own business. And I said, okay, well, what do you want from me? <laughs> He's like, I want you to be my business partner. So I was like, okay, what do we need to do? And then he's like, I need this amount of money. So I refinanced one of the houses, took the money out of there. And gave him the money to get his business. And um, all that went through my mind is when I first started. Is how hard it was. So I just wanted him to know that I was there for him. Even though we don't have parents that are around for us. Like I didn't. I want him to know that I was there for him. So 
we ended up buying the jiu-jitsu and karate studios but because he was in wrestling and like i said uh shout out to my uncle ambrose because it wasn't for him you know he's the one who took the time to teach my brother and get him as far as he did you know my brother got the talent but you got to have someone that believes in that talent and it was one of those things where he said hey let's do this i looked at him and i believed in him right away so we ended up doing that doing that you know so that business was affected too but then my brother came out with the idea to go viral with his videos and he started doing training on um kind of like on facetime with these students and the fact that all of these kids are at home some of these parents are going crazy not have how do you get the energy out of these kids um sign my son up please <laughs> my son has way too much energy running around the house so so you guys are doing online classes yes basically. we do that too Smart. right now it's awesome and so now that we're able to open outside i know that he's going to be hosting the classes outside so this is out in carpenteria uh, right across the street uh, where the Albertson and Starbucks is. And I think there's like an elementary or high school. And exactly there. what you're talking about. We had so. the, we have a, uh, uh, there were uh, Albertson's been a big supporter of the bloody Got cure, it. which you know is uh, a, yeah. my Michelada mix. Yes. So, so yeah, yeah. I know exactly so where it is. He's right there. So it was one of those things that, um, how to pay back that. Amazing. <laughs> you That's know? awesome. That's exciting to see that kind of go full circle. You yeah. Know? Got to pay it forward. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big believer in paying it forward. I'm a big believer in second chances. I'm a big believer in just because you got yourself in one situation doesn't mean you can't get yourself out. Yep. You know, so. You're a firefighter. You're a firefighter, bro. I am. I like <laughs> I really that. Am. I like Thank that, you. man. Um, Honestly, it's been a pleasure having you here Thank on the you. podcast. And uh, and uh, I, I, I hope that we were able to share your story with a lot of people so that they can get the different perspectives. Because I felt like your perspective was so interesting, mm -hmm. being somebody affected as a restaurant owner and being somebody affected as first line of defense mm -hmm. in the medical industry. Right. So, you know, another thing that I want to share with everybody else, if you're out and about, stop by, you know, be responsible, come out and support all these restaurants. They need your help. Everybody downtown. They all need they your really help. They really do. So whether you're listening it in Ventura County, whether you're in California or you're in Connecticut, right. go out and support your local restaurants. They desperately need your help. And uh, again, man, it, it was an honor to have you on the show. I appreciate and, you. Um, and, and, and honestly, this was great, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's end it with the cheers. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, wait, you know, I got to open my second. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to Sippin' with Sky. Please don't forget to like, comment, share it with a friend, and subscribe. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Sippin' with Sky. Cheers! We'll see you on the next one.